0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode fifty nine of the Funk Hazard Situation. Uh, my name is Chris Tomlin. I am the editor of the Pop Culture Wing of KSR Funkhauser, and uh, this is our podcast where we uh, dissect pop culture, the ins and outs, yeah. what we like, what we don't like, and uh, with me, as always, is uh, my friend Lee Cruz. Lee, uh, where you been? I've been, uh, you know, on the couch. Yeah. Pretty um, much. So we need to talk about this up front. Right? So you, we haven't done an episode in some time. What? A couple of weeks, I think. A couple of weeks. We were we were supposed to do the live episode, yeah. which we didn't do, and we will reschedule. We thank those of you who are going to come out to our live podcast at Jake's, and I Love promise. Love that place. Yeah, I know, and I hope that we can do that again soon. Yeah. Um, but we were a little sidetracked for a while, yeah. which we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lee, I, I'm going to let you sort of... Uh, um, lead off by sort of talking about the situation that happened at WLEX. Okay. You host a television show called Live with Lee and Haley. Yes. Um, and you had an episode where uh, you made a, a joke, and it um, it kind of um, uh, took on a life of its own hmm. and resulted in uh, your being dismissed from right WLEX. Well,
1: I— Technically, I I wasn't making a joke. I was making a
0: comment. Um, So,
1: well, if I can give context to the whole thing, so you can have the framework, if you don't mind. Uh, The show started July 2017. This is not first. There was dirt, by the way. I'm just giving you context into that day. Right. Uh, So July 2017, and since day one, we have had a running argument about the royal family.
0: Yes, And if you watch the show, you know that the Royals have, yeah. have been a lot you Haley adores the royal family. She loves everything. She royals. loves the
1: pomp, the circumstance. I think it's ridiculous. I don't know why it merits um, news coverage right. in the American news cycle. I, I don't get it, but she loves it, and she loves to tease me about it and aggravates me about it. And I looked it up because I've got nothing to do. We've had over 100 arguments, really on air over the validity of why is this a new story. 100 times on the air of me rolling my eyes and going, this is stupid.
0: Right, because they all she and her, she and her friend Claire, oh, they, love, and they all yeah, they, they watch the wedding they and they're yeah. excited oh. about the baby. They and put on like tiaras to watch the wedding. <laughs>
1: right. They do all of that. Right, so that's 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 sort of the background.
0: And the royal family situation is quantifiably like the whole, just the whole fact that they that they from a government standpoint right. are nothing yeah. but sort of figureheads.
1: Yeah. I have nothing against the people; they seem nice. I just like to tease her. But I think it's ridiculous we spend so much time talking about it.
0: But in the Western Hemisphere, that is as close as you get to a fairy tale situation. I know why right? they like it. Yes, I, I understand
1: the principle behind yeah. it. Um, as a matter of fact, we talked about it so much it became a franchise to where it was a set-alone piece. Mm-hmm. So it was – actually, it was scheduled to be sponsored. So – and we even built a, a billboard so there's an opening when we begin our fight about the royal family. They play this thing – where I'm dressed as a joker and Haley is a queen, and, mm-hmm. and then we have our, our fight. Right. So on May 9th, we uh, went to a shoot where um, we had to get some extra B-roll. We get back late. And this happens three or four times a year where we don't really have a chance to prep for the show. So I literally have to rush back, put on my earpiece, and go sit in the chair and go. I don't choose the hot topic. Sometimes we'll, you know, I'll send notes to our producer, Catherine, and say, hey, I like this subject, I like this topic, and, and we'll, we'll discuss. That day, I didn't know what we were doing. Um, but, you know, we ping-pong stories. So if I read the first one, Haley reads the next one, and that's the way we operate. So we begin the show. About the, I don't know, it's the fifth or eighth story into it, we do a royal wedding uh, segment sketch right so we start mm-hmm. the argument about that and she as I,
0: you've I, done a million times as we've done a million times right. so
1: we're into this blah 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 we're going at it we're going at it we're going at it and now we're done and we've got one more story to read and it's my turn to read so prompter starts rolling up mm-hmm. bbc disc jockey fired for uh prank pulling prank on royal family now, in my head, you know, hey, this sounds funny. What what did this guy do? Somebody's given these got, these rooms to come up But yeah. but but the the context I I you, you have to understand from my standpoint. I didn't read Arkansas country music disc jockey fired for making fun of royal family. I read BBC disc jockey fired for making fun of royal family, mm-hmm. and then I read using the chimpanzee in the depiction of the royal baby. Right away. I'm thinking Monty Python. I'm thinking fish, monkeys, absurdist humor, all of that stuff. That's my mind frame. And I laugh. I say, oh, here's my new favorite DJ. I say that because I'm thinking he is aligned with me, and this is silly.
0: That this is just an absurdist joke. That's
1: an absurdist joke. That's that's, that's, that's mocking more
0: the the image of we're expecting this to be, you know. I'm seeing this
1: for the first time, and that's my first thought. Mm-hmm. That's my original first thought. I don't know anything else other than that. Haley follows tabloids. She knows that there's a more darker tone to this. That it's, it's She knew that. Yeah, she okay. knew because right. she follows this stuff. So she goes, well, that's racist. And she, or I may have read the word. It's racist. And I went, what? And so now I'm confused as why is this racist? Because I don't see the image. And that's the other thing I'll get to in just a second because we don't have access. But I, I'm like, why, why is what? And I'm like, well, we don't know if it's racist, meaning I'm saying, God, I hope this isn't racist. I just called this guy my favorite DJ. I don't know what that is. And this uh,
0: occurs to you in your head. In my head. This all, is all happening all, within five. four or five seconds. Yeah, all, yeah, all of this yeah. is
1: happening. There's again, no
0: go back. There's no hold on. I, right, I misspoke. Let's if, go back and do if this If we could have
1: popped the image up, I could have retracted immediately and said, oh, wait a minute. Okay. That is, you know. But we don't have that image. I don't know what he's done. Um, and again, I'm in combat mode, trying to score points against Haley. Hey, even a guy in England thinks the royal family's silly. So she, uh, again, starts yelling at me, no, that's racist. That's racist. And if you watch the video, you'll see me with my coffee mug and I'm kind of leaned back in my chair into the uninitiated. I think I look smug and smirkish, but the truth is I'm going, why do you keep saying this word? Why? You're trying to signal to her. Yeah, I'm looking wh- where at her this coming and from? I'm grinning, but I'm like, my wheels are spinning. Like, why does she keep saying the word racist? What, has, what is happening right now? And, and then I make a joke about her just to get out of it. I turn it on her, I make it about her, and I, we're done. Um, so we were so busy that day. Like, we, we Then we go to the next segment, next segment, next segment. And then we got stuff to shoot after. Um, so I don't have time to decompress or even think about anything I've done until that night. And I do think about, like, what did that guy do? And I go Google it. Um, since we didn't have access, CNN provides the images because uh, I, I did ask Catherine. Had you
0: started to see storm clouds on the horizon at no. this point? Or was no. this just in your own head, like, what was that all about? Yeah. That's weird. No, that's
1: why, because I had time. I, was just, I just got home and, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, what was that thinking? about? What did that guy do? So then I look it up and I go, holy cow. Yeah okay, she's right, that is racist, this is what he's done. So I made up my mind, uh, the next day I'm going to apologize to my audience and go, hey, uh, yesterday I was spouting off not knowing what this guy had actually done. And uh, I had talked with our mutual friend, Sean, and Sean said, you know what you should do is show, show the photo. And I go, you're right. Because that way I can explain to people why I need to apologize. Otherwise, people are going to be confused. Right. So we show the photo the next day. We can we get access to it, and I can show it. Did you show it on the first day? No. You didn't show it at all? I never all.
0: saw it. It wasn't even aired on the, Correct. On the show. Correct. Okay.
1: Cor- nobody saw the photo. I mean, Haley might have through some other means. I didn't. Our producer didn't. Um, she just pulled the story from the wire and said this guy was fired for making fun of the royal family. I don't think our producer knew it was... I mean, I don't know. I, I can't speak for her. But I, I just know that, you know, I'm caught off guard with this whole thing. So I and I and I said specifically to the audience, I said, I'm going to show you this. And I said, look at it. And again, it's that old photo with uh, an elderly white couple holding hands with a chimpanzee dressed up. The real offending part is what the DJ did, which he said, uh, royal baby comes home from hospital. Racist. That's racist. Yes. And I said so. And I went on the show. I go, this is why I'm apologizing because I have accidentally <laughs> aligned myself with this clown over in England, and I want you to know I am sorry. That's This isn't me. That's not what I believe. I don't think that's funny at all. Because I was laughing, you know, when we started this segment. Because, I, again, I'm thinking, oh, here's a guy I got right. canned for
0: being anti-royal. Mm-hmm. You know? Which, on the surface – that also makes sense. That a dis jockey would be caned for being anti royal.
1: Well, sure. I thought the queen right. got uptight. Right. You know, there was this jockeys that somehow got Prince, uh, or somehow got the number to Windsor Castle
0: and told the got to the queen and said they were Prince Philip's doctor. Yes, all, I remember all this that stuff story. is yeah. in my head. Yeah. There raises- are DJs who are continue like uh, Russell Brand has done yeah. that. Uh, Jonathan Ross has done that. These are all people who've played phone pranks and things like that there, there is a, that culture over there of let's mock the royal family and it's it's a big deal for them because there are a lot of people over there who right. still very hold hold it in high regard but that's right. not that's that's what you were thinking that this was of right? course that's
1: what i was thinking it was i r- race never entered my mind not in the least and again that's why i was caught off guard when when haley brought it to my attention by you know screaming at me mm-hmm. um and, and and here's the thing, and I, the reason, and I've seen you know so much on social media. I I wanted to apologize because it hurt me that that I did that, you know, because I left that because if you take it out of context, which I gave it, and you just watch the clip, which is the way it's edited now, it looks like I'm having a good time laughing at a racist joke, mm-hmm. and. I've never had, yeah, I've yeah. never had a good time laughing at a racist joke because I don't find them funny in the least. And and I knew what damage that that was not just to me, but to people that I care about and, and people that had trusted me to be inclusive and make sure that everybody that watches our show has a good time. And that's what I was so upset by myself, but by not being informed about that one particular story, right. you know.
0: Yeah, I, it, it. I remember you even saying something to me on the day of. Yeah. Um, you said I. I think you, Well, What was the next day? We it was the next day. The next you, day, and you and I,
1: because I did. Hey, Kentucky. I think right, me, we you, were and just Matt. Chatting. Yeah, and I said, Hey, yesterday I screwed up. Yeah. Yeah, I was you, telling you guys. Yeah, yeah, you
0: told us that. You said, I can't can't believe this happened. I mean, it, it, I remember that conversation that we had. Um, and it, it, you know, it it led to your dismissal well first first
1: i i you know they asked me um well they didn't ask me to do anything actually i asked to do the statement and and apologize but and i told pat so first i went through a series of phone calls that i made to people who reached out to the station one i wanted to explain myself but two to sincerely apologize because I, i know that you know all of a sudden you trust this person right to be You've normal. been on
0: television for 20... Uh, well, I've
1: been in front of an open micro- microphone technically for 30 years. Yeah,
0: you've been on TV every day for th- for yeah. 20-something years. You've been doing open mics once a week. Yeah. Every, you know, right. for, you know, for- and
1: that's the other side of this to where, you know, it, it it seems odd that you think a guy for 30 years in front of an open microphone all of a sudden isn't just going to jump out and be a blatant racist. Right. <laughs> you know... It, that's an odd call for a guy, you know, to, to do that. But, yeah, they, you know, I did, I did, I reached out to people. And then they decided we're going to suspend them. And then they decided they're going to fire them. Uh, next week I'm going back and they're going to shoot me. So we're going to continue the uh, yeah.
0: the parade. <laughs> uh, how, what's gone through your mind since the dismissal, you know because you know I think because we you know people can f- <laughs> see your apologies online you know like but what has been going yeah. on through your mind in these in these days that you've you know been dismissed from your post um i mean it, what do you what do you think about during i mean like in this i mean does it still replay in your head is this something that's still um that you still play over and over again? Is it like, God, I, I just wish I would have oh, there's been prepared a, there, enough.
1: You know, here, yeah, here's the th- You can do that and beat yourself up. Um, for that to even happen took so many tumblers to fall into place. We had to get back late, right? Mm-hmm. Because I always look at those scripts, if not for anything, to prepare a joke about it. So I would have known, I would have seen exactly what the guy had done all the way through it before I started commenting, and I would have kept my mouth shut and just read it and said what I really believe, which is, hey, this guy sounds like he's racist. I may not like the Royals, but I'm not going to do anything racist again. You know, that's right. that's crazy. Um, two, if it was Haley's read instead of my read, all these things happened. And you have to, if you're a person of faith, you have to think, well, things happen for a reason yeah i I should have been prepared i made a broadcasting error i'm certainly not a racist uh but i had this accident this gaffe that gave a perception of me that isn't true and now i gotta live with it but that's the challenge for me now right and it's not fun but you know i think all i can do is think the good lord has got something else planned for me
0: You know, I I think, too, I mean, when you look back at that, I mean, like, you can't also, I mean, you can also, you have to also give credence to what was said. You know, I mean, like, you know, in that context, what was said did look like the worst of you coming, you know what I'm saying?
1: But it wasn't me at all. Right. It was a misinformed me. Right. Commenting on something that actually wasn't happening in my head. As I'm reading, I'm thinking this guy had done something normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, Again, it was a huge broadcasting error. Actually, you know, with, if if I was the company, I would have agreed. I thought they, yeah. If you go out there on the tightrope, and I'm a professional broadcaster. It's I make live that, television. I make, yeah. But if I make an egregious mistake like that, you should probably suspend me. Firing, I don't know. Because then you look at the body of work and you go, we're going to blow him out for a mistake. The guy's been with us 21 years. Right. He's never said or done anything like this ever. We know that's not who he is. We take him at his word. It seems a little overkill to me. You fire a person because then you set a precedent that terrifies
0: every employee you got. Right. That, that's a good point. You know, I, I you know I think too that if people saw this and did not, and we're not familiar with your body of work. We're not familiar with your specific personality. Right. Yeah. Obviously, it looks, show. it looks a certain way. Yeah. And I think that it, it also comes down to a to situation where you know, you, you, you're a comedian. Mm-hmm. You make jokes. And I think that it's, it's a comedian's job, too, to look at all the angles, which you were unable to do mm-hmm. before you made that joke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can certainly, I can certainly see, and I, mean, I know you can too, why that would be a problem for an African American community seeing that out of context for the first time. Um, because it is, you know, that, it that joke that that BBC disc jockey made was so horrendously, you know, out of line. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just terrible. Um, but I, you know, I, I, You have to, I think, understand, too, why the African-American community would be upset at seeing that. Just that that clip. Right. I mean, why do
1: you think I apologize right away? Yeah. Right. Because I I knew what it had done. If you again, if you and that's what I was uh, the greatest anxiety I had is people are going to look at this out of context and they're going to. They're going to see the worst of humanity. A guy thinks this is funny, which I do not. And right. I did not. Even at the time, I did not. Right. I, I was thinking it was something else. Um, so, yeah, I know. I know that. But I will say this, too. Um, you know, I I I had to deal with, for a couple of weeks, this, a lot of hate and negativity, you know, got my first death threat. That's fun. Um, but I got a thimble full of hate followed by a tanker truck full of love. Mm -hmm. And the most zealous in that group of people that supported me was people of color that have come to me, have written to me, have hugged me, run to me out, caught me in my car. I mean, and and told me, Lee, you're good. Mm -hmm. We know you. This you know and i and i and I've had time to try to think and you know wrap my head around that, and I think a lot of it is in my opinion is that they have dealt with real racism in their life and they recognize that their antenna is much more attuned to it uh, oh yeah, 100%, than you yeah. and I would be, mm-hmm. and they know that I'm not, and so they they want me to know that that i they know that was not, yeah, you know that i just made a dumb mistake, yeah, you're an idiot, but you know you're not you're not evil you're not a racist right
0: i think what you just said is very poignant that 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 there's a certain antenna that's higher tuned to that and i think that you know as white males you know we sometimes can get complacent to the fact that there are there are there are uh, communities that are under fire a lot and that have to deal with that thing as a part of their real life every day you know and that when you hear something like that, it is it is such a um, it's such a hurtful thing, especially you know the, the joke that the, that BBC disc jockey made, and I think that um, you know in comedy it's 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 tricky, it's a tightrope because you have to, you know, we've talked on this show about how the how good comics push the envelope, you know that we've talked about that many times, um, and I think that. There's a there's an aspect to this that you know I think that sometimes uh, people of, of of our of our race and, and gender even can sometimes forget oh, I don't want to say forget but I mean I, I maybe become a little bit lazy to the fact that um, there are people out there who could be more hypersensitive to certain conventions certain uh, jokes certain uh, attitudes. And so I think that what happened with you is that you uh, inadvertently stepped in one of those puddles, right? And it, and it looked it looked very you know right yeah you know, it looked it, it looked very bad. So um, I know that at at Lex, I mean, it uh, the day after your dismissal was just uh, I mean it was, uh, it, was a, it was like a morgue over there, you know. I mean you, you were uh, a cornerstone of of that station and um people were upset, they were hurt, and I think that that comes from the fact that they know you, and they know no one in that building was out to get you i mean like no one no one was out no because I think they have the benefit of knowing who you are, knowing your heart, knowing you know the type of person that you are um and uh you know i i i, I just um I know that that's an unfortunate situation that happened to you uh, but uh you know i it's a it's a slippery slope, you know, and and I.
1: What do you mean, slippery slope?
0: Well, I mean, like you know, I think that you 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 yourself said. I mean, what what would you have done if you were if you were management? You would definitely have suspended you. For I think that. I would have. Yeah, it's, you know,
1: I mean, I don't know. I, Lee, you look like an idiot.
0: Yeah. Just for that reason alone, you didn't know what you were
1: talking about. Yeah. And so you, you know, you you hurt people with that, which killed me. It it literally killed me.
0: Oh, I know. We we talked, and, and I, I, I mean, could hear it in your voice. I mean, I knew it yeah.
1: wasn't about me. I wasn't apologizing to save my job, and all. You know, it was just I got to make this right. I do. This is not who I am. I don't want to hurt anybody ever. It's made me so much more aware too of people in the news cycle how quick we are to judge. You know, mm-hmm. we think we know the story, and, and and I'm not so sure we do. You know, you know, being on this side of it, it's like. Because, man, you see a lot of misinformation out there. Right. You know, when you're a part of a thousand conversations, it's the oddest, most surreal thing I've ever been through in my life where you know, literally thousands and thousands of people are arguing over you. Right. And none of them have a clue as to what they're talking about. Right. You know, and you're getting haters from both sides, you know. Um, you're getting the language control people that um, are zero tolerance, which is, geez, um, that's a whole philosophy that uh, I don't necessarily agree with. Or, or then you get re- legitimate racists who want to use this as some weapon. You know, to, it, all of that. I was seeing all of that going that's, on.
0: And that's a, another problem is that there are, le- there are legitimate hardcore racists, racists, racists out there. And you don't want to be thrown into that pool. You, know, yeah. you don't want to be seen as one of, one of those her- horrific people. You know but I think you and I are the same and like I, I, I'm the type of person that even if I think I might have accidentally misspoke to somebody like like I, I remember recently one time I, I asked somebody about a parent and their parent had passed away mm-hmm. and I'd forgotten about that and I didn't correct it at the time yeah I thought about it later and because because in the moment it was like well my, my mom passed away and I was like oh right I, I, I'm thinking in my head, ah, I should have known that. You know, yeah. like, why did I say that? What an right. idiot. Yeah. And that was a one-on-one conversation that I could go back and say, hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. You know, mm-hmm. you, what you did affected a whole community of people. So yeah. it, it's difficult for you to, to go one-on-one, and you tried.
1: I, yeah, anybody you that called, called people. The, yeah, I, absolutely. Dozens and dozens of phone calls people that would uh, call in. But, you know, I, there there are some people, though, you know, it, I thank God there are normal Folks out there uh, that still outnumber crazy people. Um, I remember seeing on social media, you know, because I sincerely wanted to reach out and make sure that uh, one—not that I just explained myself, but try to heal. And then I saw some lady that was upset that I was doing that. That I—it was she compared it. She—it she, was equitable to uh, a predator allowed to contact the victim. Mm. You know, and I thought, well, that's. That's an odd way of looking at this. Yeah. Um, so it was. Well, it's a, it's a it thing, was it's on a both that, sides. There is enough lunacy out there to yeah to cause the rest of us trouble. But really, I mean, listen, I I I don't know what's going to happen with me, but I do know that uh, I, I couldn't I I couldn't be more humble by the outpouring of support and love that I've gotten. And, and you have, and yeah. I, and I. God bless these people, and the stories that they've told me that what what it meant to them, as they were either going through chemo or, or you know, my my wife was she she passed in the last four months of her life. At twelve thirty, she could decompress and just laugh at you and Haley. Mm-hmm. And I got dozens of those stories, and um, it meant everything to me that they would share that, and that you know we touched them in the way I wanted to. I wanted it to be. Uh, uh, an inclusive show where people could have sanctuary and just forget about their worries for a while mm-hmm. and there are going to be people who you're not going to win back over yeah i think there were people though, who didn't like me to begin with and then use that too, use used my mistake as as a weapon but i gave it to them you know that's on me right because uh, you know it was it was a gaffe and it was a, it was an accident but it was a it was one that, in today's society, is fatal.
0: It was, and I think it's fatal because it, it's very serious. You know, I mean, it, it's it's not just saying you know, uh, it's not it, it's something that's so I think um, pinpoint. You know, that I think it, it was very hard to hear for some people, and like I said, there are going to be some people who are going to have a very hard time letting go of that. But I think that. But okay, but I mean, to for a guy who. <clears throat>
1: did not intend right and 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 was not in any shape way way shape or form inferring anything about races and to hold on to that that's a bitter heart that's uh, that you gotta you gotta let that go if you're ever going to attain any kind of happiness Mm -hmm. I mean and and that's for me too I gotta let my like you asked me about you know you think about replay that in your head well I, I could never get I can never get through life if I just keep replaying that in my head. I got to think there's something that somebody else is is doing something for me. A higher power is because I don't know how this, this is the dumbest thing ever in my mind because that's not me and then I make this mistake and it looks like it's me, but it isn't, and now I got to live with this thing. There, I got to
0: put my trust in
1: God to get through the rest of this because there's no way I can survive if
0: I hang on to it. And I know you, uh, and I know you not to be the type of person that you appear to be in this moment. Um, And I I hope that the people who know you will hang on to that. And I hope that the people who maybe mistrust you now will come around to understanding that that that, that is not you as well. And, um, you know, I'm glad that we were able to to talk about this. I know this has been a, a, a difficult situation for for you and for the the people who were upset with you and you know i think that um i I think that there are i'm sure there are you know better things on the horizon for you and i hope that uh i I sincerely hope as your friend and as somebody who loves you that you know you're able to kind of achieve that 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 sort of peace with the people with your detractors and uh and um uh find your way forward does that make sense yes so well Uh, so regardless, you know, we, we, uh, we're glad to be back with you guys. We yeah. haven't been on, we haven't, so this is the transition you've planned. Is this is the segue. <laughs> I, we're gonna I didn't see know here? how I was going to transition this. This is this is one of the things I didn't know what I was going to, how I was going to transition, but, uh, but I'm glad to, I'm glad to see you again. I haven't even seen you since all this went down. We've talked on the phone several times, yeah. but, but I haven't seen you and, um, and uh, I'm I'm glad to be back here with you, and in, in our space where we can have some fun. And uh, we're we're glad uh, that uh, you listeners have come back to 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 join us again. And uh, we hope to move forward. Well, wait now. a minute,
1: do you have anything you need to be forgiven for? Is there a mistake or an issue in your life that I could?
0: No, I'm pretty good. Do a
1: therapy session with <laughs> no, you. I'm pretty. Ask you tough questions about uh, some gaff
0: you've made. Nope, I'm pretty gaff free. Yeah, you pretty. Should I call your wife and ask goofs, her if that's no, true? No goofs, gaffs, nothing mm-hmm. in my. Uh, okay. About, yeah, my wife might have some <laughs> ideas of things you could talk to me about. But, but yeah, no. Uh, I yeah yeah. This is not about me. No. Oh,
1: you sure you <laughs> don't want to? Why don't we Why don't we delve into it?
0: <laughs> no, let's uh, let's keep everything above board. Um, but uh, you know, I I I I'd like to move to move on and and, and, um, and get back into what we do best. Which is talk about pop culture, you right. know. Which is a show we've done for 58 episodes, and this will be no different because the Funkhauser situation will continue. We've had a lot of great, as you've seen on Twitter, we had a lot of great, you know, yeah. support asking us when we were coming back, and that's all very much appreciated. And yeah. uh, so hopefully we can uh, do that. Um, what have you been? Uh, you uh, well, I finished uh, what what Catch 22. I finished
1: that last night. It's was good, wasn't it? It was so well done. I it mean, really the, was. The production values are through the roof on that thing. Uh, it kind of reminded me that they shot it through this sort of brown, dirty filter, yeah, or a golden filter that gives it sort of this uh, classic look. And it reminded me of when Old oh Brother, Where Art Thou? was uh, But they did. There's chemically, you know, they actually ran film celluloid through some chemical process. Did they to really give it that look? This obviously is digital, but yeah. But it looks so good, and it's so well done. You know, and I know George Clooney had, you know, did most of it, and it's it's fantastic.
0: Well, and his production partner plays the doctor, Grant Heslop. Oh yeah, that's okay. his that's his production partner. Uh, if you don't know what Catch 22 is, it's a very famous novel uh, by Joseph Heller. I think it came out maybe I don't know, 60s. Yeah,
1: I never read the book, but I did see the movie.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Who Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin. Ma- Mike Nichols made the movie, and Alan right. Arkin played Yossarian. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny. I, I have started rereading the, the novel again. Mm -hmm. I read it in high school and I remember just thinking it was so funny. And I remember it being the first novel that I thought I didn't know novels could be funny. Like at that point I was in high school and we were reading great expectations, blah, 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 you know, like great expectations and, uh, uh, Shakespeare and things like that. And so I had never seen anybody be laugh out loud, funny in print Mm -hmm. before I read catch 22. And I remember just loving it. Yeah. And now I go back and I read it and it's crazily like as a writer, I now see how much that book influenced the way I write. Yeah. Like I, okay. I, 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 I can see, mm-hmm. I can, like I can look at that book now and I can read it and I go, oh my God, I, I, right. I stole so many tricks from this book. Yeah. That, that, that it must have lodged in my head right. in terms of writing in a funny way. Yeah and um, and I loved seeing the uh I remember watching the movie, and I remember thinking it was okay. I really liked the series though, because there were characters in the in the book like uh Milo Minderbinder, who is a tough character to nail yeah um he's a character in the book who promotes himself to the head of the mess hall yeah. because the head of the mess hall can contract airplanes, right, so he promotes himself in order to. Start using airplanes for his own yeah. purposes. Basically, a war for, war profiteer oh, yeah. in the middle of the camp. But and he's, he's easily
1: the favorite character, though. It's, yeah, it's he's so bright and sunny and likable. Uh, yeah, entrepreneur. It just yeah. yeah.
0: And he's and you know by the end of the book, he's running yeah, food everything. all over the globe. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his own industry, basically yeah. running out of this uh, yeah. Italian uh, mm-hmm. air camp. Um, and that's a great kid. That's a great episode that focuses on him. And the guy that played Yosarian was really good. I thought he was too. I'd never seen I him like before. That. He
1: reminds me of the guy that played Mindy's boyfriend on the Mindy Project. The doctor.
0: Oh, uh, pa- Adam Pally? Maybe. From Happy Endings? No. no. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. No, not that guy. Uh, oh, no, the guy from the newsroom. Messina, I think is his name. Maybe. Chris Messina.
1: I'm just saying he was Mindy Kaling's uh, boyfriend for the, for the majority of the show. I watch a lot of that show. He looks just like him. They
0: look just alike. I'll take your word for that. Okay. I'm going to look him <laughs> Noted. up. Noted. I'm going to look him up so look. I can show you. I know who you're talking about. He was on the newsroom. He played Mary Tyler Moore's son. What? Yeah, he was on the newsroom. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. He's that old? No, the newsroom was on HBO 4. <laughs> four years ago. Oh, I thought you
1: said Mary Tyler Moore <laughs> show. No, he wasn't his
0: <laughs> son on the Mary Tyler Moore show. He yeah. would have been seven years old. I
1: don't know if we're talking about the same guy. I know. When you see this guy, I you're going to go. See him.
0: You're going to go. Oh, yeah. Good. Good. Uh, good radio. Let's looking at things on our phone. Maybe it's Christmas scene. Is that what you said? Yeah. OK. Yeah. You know who it is. Then. Well
1: he looks just like the catch 22 kid.
0: Yeah, he does. OK. I'll accept your apology now. For I'm not apologizing like for that. Cool- <laughs> <laughs> are you still watching What We Do in the Shadows?
1: Yes, I, I'm, I'm oh still I'm behind, goodness. so i got three or four left, but yeah, that's that's a great show. It
0: really is, and it's it, they've really pulled off something amazing in that the movie's great. You've seen the movie. Yeah, love the movie. And they, I'm always skeptical of TV shows based on movies because yeah. I feel like, how are you going to recapture? Are you going to recast everybody? That's going to be weird because we saw them in the movies and they were this person. Now we got to... Mm-hmm get to know this person in, in another way. But they changed the characters. They have, they they switched out all the characters to be different personalities and that's yeah. why it works. Yeah,
1: and the actors are so
0: good. I mean, they yeah, embody they really
1: those characters. <laughs> yeah. They're so different and unique.
0: They really sell it. Yeah. It's great. It's a show about, we've talked about on here before, about four vampires who share a house together. Mm-hmm. What city are they in? Staten Island. They're Staten Island. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, they've been sent over there by some head vampire to colonize America right. and they've done nothing but yeah. just hang hang out in this house yeah. cuz they're a bunch of idiots and then the, the baron shows up then the baron shows up and they have yeah, to yeah. act like they've turned everybody you know but they've taken all those
1: uh, mythologies about vampires yeah. and and used them as devices for jokes it's really good it's and, really and, and, to, like and you they, get you can't go in any place unless you're invited <laughs>
0: You know, yeah, all of that stuff, and they use also all the all the great facets of of mythology in their terms of like they're just sexually ravenous creatures yeah. and uh uh, one's an energy vampire who, yeah, who just zaps yeah. your energy by talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a great. He's a great character. Yeah. He's hardly ever around. Yeah. He just will pop up every now and then. Yeah,
1: they don't really like that guy. Right in the
0: movie, there was the Nosferatu type guy that was in the basement all the time yeah. in the uh, mm-hmm. coffin, and who looked like the who looked like the pointy eared, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which the sort of the Baron in, yeah, in the TV kinda. version. You know what is so impressive about this show, other than the joke writing? Is the production values. Because it's meant to look like it's a documentary on the cheap. But when they do their effects, they blend yeah. organically so seamlessly. It's really like good. The bat, like
0: when they turn into a bat and yeah, turn all back that. a person. Or if
1: the guy, you know, eats food yeah. and then he throws up and it rockets himself around. Yeah. I think the Baron yeah. did that, ate a piece of when pizza. they eat him. human
0: food, yeah. yeah, they can't handle it. It's so well done. Yeah. Um, and they, uh, they, uh, they also... Um, like, hope oh, I going to say. Um, there's something going on. But uh, there's Jack Pilgrim. Hey, Jack. Um, yeah, it's just they, they do a great job. And, and they're all different characters. But I think Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi, who played roles they're in the first executive
1: movie. executive producing this thing.
0: It's funny. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, this week, and he had not seen the movie, but he's been watching the show. Uh-huh. And he watched the movie, and he didn't like it as well as the show. Yeah. And I think it's whichever one you I watch so. first yeah. is your thing, yeah. you know. But they have a they have a werewolf, a group of werewolves that, yeah, that are their been. rivals, yeah. which is great. Love that. Um, it's Love a lot that. of fun, and it's almost probably done with its first season. It's on FX. You can go check it out. I yeah. think ten season, ten episodes in. So yeah,
1: I think I got three left, maybe. Yeah, yeah.
0: you got some good ones left. Good. I, I'm caught up. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, Lee, it's summertime. Yes, it is. The birds are singing. Mm-hmm. The sun is hot okay. on our necks. Well Is that right? It is, that's true. Odd. It's getting there. That's an odd saying. <laughs> it's a poetic saying. Hot on our necks, is that a thing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Never heard it before. I say it all the time. People always uh the sun's know, react hot on my just neck. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Hot on my face. Yeah. Sunburn. Baseball. Um you see any of these big hot summer movies? So Godzilla. Yeah, tell me about that. Eh.
1: You know who I love, though? I mean, this guy is a. He's so good. It's a Kyle Chandler guy.
0: He's in Catch 22. He's in Catch 22. And Godzilla, right?
1: Godzilla. It's just, guy. Yeah, he's just believable. He I can think. do anything. He's just believable. Whatever he's doing, you believe that's really the yeah. dude doing it.
0: He, uh, my favorite. I can tell you my favorite Kyle Chandler scene ever that he's ever done. I didn't watch Friday Night Lights, so I'm sure there's probably a much better one in that show that everybody yeah. loves. Yeah, I never but, watched it. But um, his scene in Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. where he visits DiCaprio on the yacht. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And he's trying to, he's trying to kind of like buddy up to him, but mm-hmm. also get information. And you can tell they're both reading each other. Yeah. It's a masterful scene. A lot
1: of layers. Oh, it's
0: great. It's funny and it's interesting. And yeah. you know DiCaprio's on to him and you know Chandler's on to DiCaprio. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's just this great moment of mm-hmm. uh, two characters yeah. who don't want to say what they're up to yeah. But they're both up to something. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's really good. So, but so are you saying that it's this movie is? Um, what's eh. wrong with it? It's visually probably great, right?
1: Yes, I, I can't find any fault with the effects. Um, it's just not much of a story.
0: Is it? Do we see everything in the commercials? Because I feel like it's a little long. Listen,
1: I, I knew what it was going to be, so I, I go in there to watch monsters fight. You know, that's why you go yeah. see this. But you don't need. Even though it wasn't that long, it felt long, you know, because they kept putting the main characters in different perilous situations. And, you know, after the eighth time, you're like, well, how stupid are you, people? You know, you keep putting yourself yeah. back in this position. <laughs> you're yeah. underneath of the thing. Get out of there. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I thought the last one was good. I haven't seen this one yet. Um It's okay. Now, at the end of the last one, like the coda after the credits was that they were setting up a King Kong Godzilla matchup. Is that alluded to at all in this movie? They mention Kong. You don't see Kong. Because that last King Kong movie was real deal good. You thought so? Yeah, I liked it.
1: I didn't think so. I'll tell you what was good. What? Aladdin. Aladdin was great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Here's the thing.
1: What is this? A caveat?
0: Yeah. It's great. But it's only great because it's exactly the same as it's the... It's not exactly the same. It's pretty much exactly well, the, the
1: same. It's the same story, but it's done in a different style.
0: The the dialogue's the same. Not exactly Something the pretty same. Pretty close. You know what that movie made me want to do? Go watch Hitch again. Yeah. <laughs> because it was so refreshing to see Will Smith be charming, mm-hmm. funny Will Smith again. Now, you know, lately he's been doing concussion movies and yeah. down-on-his-luck movies and... Right. I mean, the best movie he's done in the last 10 years was that Suicide Squad, and that was quantifiably oh, a terrible yeah, movie. that was horrible. But he's, he's the only good thing good in that. I, I've always wondered. No, he's
1: not the only thing good. I like the kid who, or if he, I don't know if he's a kid. No, I'm he's,
0: saying Suicide
1: Squad. Oh, in Suicide Squad, yes. But in Aladdin, I think that guy's going to be a star.
0: Yeah, you're really into that Aladdin guy.
1: I like that guy. He's a good-looking I, guy. Maria, have you seen it? Oh well, he's a good-looking guy. Well, wait
0: till you see him, because Lee can't shut up about how good-looking he is.
1: <laughs> well, he is. I just somebody. He's he's uh, <laughs> he's magnetic. He's got an intangible that you know a real star has, like a Chris Pratt or. A Hems, I, let's not Hemsworth. go. Let's not go I'm crazy. You, I'm just and say telling Chris you. Pratt is on what the with, guy? The, the going to be a big star. Write
0: it down. He is. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can tell you. You did. It was talk. weird.
0: We talked about this on the phone, and you just gushed about how handsome this guy was. <laughs> was I was handsome. like, "What's going on?" He was here? a handsome dude. I could tell you. Could, you thought so. Yeah. Um, special effects were good. Mm-hmm. There, it's funny. There, there was one thing that occurred to me in that in that uh, live action movie was that. A lot of the genie's jokes, and don't get me wrong, he's not playing Robin Williams. He's playing Will Smith as Which was a good the same role,
1: Guy Ritchie choice, by the but way. But
0: a lot of the genie's lines are the same. Did you notice that? Yeah. Because I remembered yeah. a lot of those jokes, and it was really funny to me because, what was that, 92? Yeah. Something, something like that. that? Yeah. Some of those genie jokes, you know, Robin Williams had this affectation where he would, like, go into, like, this kind of faux... Faux homosexual character. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And there were some jokes in the Aladdin, in the original Aladdin, that might be a little bit, you know, Um, might be a little bit mocking of homosexuals. And those jokes stayed in the live action movie. Yeah,
1: well, I I don't know if they planned the defense of that or not, but I think it's more of a stage persona, Bob Fosse choreographer thing. Because I remember Robin Williams even saying Bob Fosse's name, I think. Fossey, 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 you know, even. Oh, yeah.
0: That. So you're thinking Birdcage.
1: Well, that too. Yeah, he did that But in I Birdcage. think he did
0: it in Aladdin. I think he mentions either Bob Fossey or. I wouldn't be surprised. He mentions so many things in Aladdin, yeah, as right. we've talked about before. Yeah, that, that was the perfect vehicle. It for, is. For Robin Williams. Yeah.
1: Because that's the only way you could catch up with him visually is
0: to yeah. animate it. There's probably never been a, an animated character more perfect for their voice counterpart yeah. than that Robin Williams yeah. genie yeah. character. Ever. Because yeah. it could be anything, he could turn into anything and. They said, and when they did that, they just let him run, right, yeah. and then they just animated to what he said,, right. Right. which yeah. is amazing,
1: of course, I guess now with the effects we got, you could do it live action which they did kind of yeah with you know with will Smith, and he did a good job. I liked Will Smith, he was really good in this, yeah, he, he really it. was,
0: yeah, um, yeah, I thought the, they added a song in for Jasmine.
1: Yeah, I didn't care for that. I didn't think they needed it. I, I'm not going to mention this on this podcast, but I told you, we were thinking about Will Smith, uh, his character Hancock. And, and yeah. uh, my favorite scene is at the end of the movie with Mike Epps when he lands and he, he doesn't say Hancock. He turns around and says, Han, something else.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: but it reminded me uh, Mike Epps was a comedy off Broadway. And, you know, I was just hanging out. In Recently, the, right? Yeah, this, this has been three or four years oh. ago. And uh, I'm hanging out in the lobby with uh, our mutual friend, Scott Wilson, and our other mutual friend, Tim Young, Mm -hmm. who works at at the station. And those guys together are easily above 6'6", but they're older. Yeah, Mike Epps comes out of the green room getting ready to walk on the stage, so we're in the lobby, and I'm standing next to Scott and Tim, you know. And he kind of does a double take and looks at Scott and Tim, and he says, what is this, an ABA reunion? (laughs) <laughs> he This uh, <laughs> is an old Avery, re- and he walked right into the stage <laughs> that was just his and life was just it he just, just effortless yeah. yeah just effortless you, you gotta look, love a effortless.
0: joke like that oh yeah like, it comes to me i say it i'm yeah, out yeah he walked out walk through make a joke yeah mike epps wouldn't come on hey kentucky so i got a little beef with him oh, yeah. i tried to get him on yeah. but you know ain't part of that mm. so i'm tainted on mike epps just so you know he doesn't need to do media you don't think so? I, I disagree. I think he does need to nah, do it. Well, he know.
1: doesn't think he does. No, he, probably, he doesn't think he needs to do Because he sells out, so yeah. why does he need to do
0: it? Well, Lee, you know, I, I I mentioned this to you last night. What are some movies that make you think of summer, summer is here? Like, well, what are some movies that like you equate with that summer feeling? Right. You know, good time, you know, uh, feel good summer movie. Breaking away. <laughs> You are so old. <laughs> That's a great reference for the three people in our audience who like this. that Dennis Quaid? Uh-huh. Young Dennis Quaid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look how old Dennis Quaid is now. Yeah. He's 90. He's not 90. He's, he's he looks old.
1: good, actually. You've seen him do those. Uh, does he
0: look as good as the e-surance. guy who played Aladdin?
1: No, it's insurance commercials. He that doesn't he do
0: insurance do commercials. He does something like that. What no, is he, he doing? No, he
1: doesn't. Yes, he is. He's walking around in the you're thinking jacket, of that. no tie, and he's yeah. I think it's, it's something like that. It's one of those companies.
0: I don't even know what they're. Yes, it is. He's not doing I'm commercials. Look it up. You're you know you're crazy. He was in a movie just recently called The Intruder, where he played an old man. Oh yeah, who keeps Why coming back that, and terrorizing the couple that buys his house. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I,
1: which that's a redo of,
0: of a million movies. Right. Yeah. The
1: one I'm thinking of though is Ray Liotta maybe.
0: Oh, you're, that's an uh, unlawful entry. And
1: and 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 uh, uh, Michael Keaton's specific heights. No, that's what I was thinking. Not, not that one.
0: But that's a similar movie too, where he played the creepy landlord. True. But Ray
1: Liotta and
0: Kurt Russell. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I remember... This. What's
0: Kurt Russell's handsomeness level? You, go, you want to weigh oh, in on that? He's good-looking Is he still looking again. pretty handsome? Well, I don't know
1: about now. Right. But he uh, is the homeowner, and Ray Liotta is this cop who befriends them and then just starts hanging around way too much. Yeah. It ends up he's terrorizing, destroying Kurt Russell's life. And I Is remember- he in
0: love with his wife or something? No. Yeah, he is ends up being is? in love okay. with Kurt
1: Russell's wife and tries to put the moves on her. And that's the, that's the climactic scene. And then there's this fight. Now, here's when I realized I guess I was different than people, because um, I'm in a crowded theater watching this, and it's very intense. And the girl I was dating at the time's gripping the seat, and Kurt Russell hits Ray Liotta with a frying pan, and it went ding, and I laughed so hard. The only laugh in the entire theater. <laughs> just because of the sound and effect? she got so mad at me.
0: Was just appalled that I would laugh at Why? Them. I don't know. She just thought, this is not, this is violence. It's yeah, not it's, funny. It's what right. kind that's of not, monster that's not, that's are f- you? Right. But I couldn't help but think of Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. Clang! This is why you should only take dates to see Stop and My Mom Will Shoot, <laughs> as we've well yeah. established on yeah, this program. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, moving on from uh, handsome Dennis Quaid, what are some movies that make you think of the summer, of summertime?
1: Uh, well, you know it's odd because I think that maybe it's more fall, but I kind of but my first instinct was Doc Hollywood. Oh, hmm. I saw that in the summer. I remember that's a great movie. Julie, what's her face in the lake? I remember that. Was Julie left. Warner. Julie what's Warner. happened
0: to her? I don't know. She was in that movie and she was in Tommy Boy. And then she dis- she missed Mister Saturday night. I loved her, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Saturday night. Yeah, that's a good night. movie, Polka too. dot dress, table eight. Yeah, she's really good in that, too. But then she disappeared. I don't know what she does now.
1: Yeah, I think she's on something. I don't
0: know. Well, hope I think so. I she's still working. It'd be awful if she's not doing anything. By the way, did you see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Um. The actual edifice? or No, the no. The show, the
1: the induction ceremony. No.
0: When was it on? Uh, it's on I
1: HBO. Would... It's so good, right? I mean, I, I love that every year. Tom Hanks produces that, by the way.
0: Yeah. It, I, Who was in this year? Was it uh, Shaka this, Khan? No.
1: It was Janet Jackson. The Cars? No.
0: Radiohead.
1: Radiohead was in. They
0: didn't come and do it. Were they all there?
1: No, they weren't all there. They didn't perform. Um, Stevie Nicks? Then uh, Roxy, uh, Roxy music. I liked Roxy music. You know, uh, the, cure. A, the Cure.
0: The Cure. By the way, did you see that great clip? It made the rounds on Twitter of that excitable uh, British journalist talking to Robert Smith. No. And she comes up to him and you know, Robert Smith is just oh, I know. famously dour. Yeah. He's like king of the goth. Oh, and, maybe I did see that. And now he's old and he just looks he looks like a character from what we do in the shadows. Right. Now he still right. looks yeah. the same, he's only he's lipstick, like sixty
1: something. He's sixty lipstick, He's really Very weird. pale.
0: And this uh, effusive uh, journalist is up there like, Aren't you so excited to be inducted in the Hall of Fame? And this is such an exciting day. And he that. said looks he just looks there and very dead and goes, Not as excited as you apparently. Yeah.
1: It's great. Uh, the Zombies, they made it in finally, okay. and then uh,
0: Def Leppard. Awesome. Do you but think Def Leppard deserved to be in? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, How could you even suggest that? I don't know. They're, I don't know. I think there are still other bands out there that should have gotten in before Def Leppard. Def you, Leppard. You're looking at me right now with such a look. Like You look like I just said. You're
1: in, cause you're, this is insane talk. It's not
0: insane talk. Def, Def Leppard
1: was the, one of the biggest
0: bands of in the four late years, in the late eighties, of four a four year period,
1: who else sells out arenas and stadiums the way those guys in did in a four
0: year period? Yeah, that's it. No, it's not. That's, that's, that's my not point. It. They still do it. No, yeah, they still do it. You yeah. know who goes to those things now? A bunch of old people. A bunch of fifty year olds you, wearing you know cowboy like fashionable. I'm going to the lake cowboy hats and drinking, you know, margaritas and wooing. You know, you're such an elitist. What? Would you go see Def Leppard now? If somebody gave me a ticket. There you go. I wouldn't. There you go. I There's your pay. Hall of Famers. So and just said, would, I'll only go if somebody gives me a free ticket. I'm not going yeah, to pay to go see anybody. That's the greatest though. bands in history.
1: I'm not going to pay to see anybody.
0: Who would you pay to see now? No, I wouldn't. I would pay to see The Cure.
1: I, I, I would pay to see Anthony Jezelnik.
0: Okay, the, the, he's not a musician. I don't care.
1: I would pay to see him. Uh, you know, a couple other comics that we love. But I wouldn't pay to see a band. I just wouldn't. I'd go. If you gave me a ticket,
0: I might go. You wouldn't pay to see a band. No. And you're here telling me who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of yes. Fame and who shouldn't. Correct. And you wouldn't even buy it, purchase a, purchase a monetary that is, value yes. ticket That's for a show That's how concert. I see it.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: But yet you're qualified to tell me
1: who should, be who
0: should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How long were you a DJ? That's a good point. You were a DJ. You do know your stuff. But
1: anyway. uh, But, you
0: you know, I would like to point out that this is almost our one-year anniversary of you never having heard of the yacht rock genre. Still haven't. That's crazy. Yacht rock's the best. I've already started up this summer. I'm yacht rocking it up. Is that a
1: lot of Buffett?
0: No, no, that's not Buffett at all. Okay. It's like... uh, Ambrosia. No, I don't do that. I like a lot, Ambrosia. A lot of Ambrosia. <laughs> I like Your Ambrosia. Baker Street guy. I love Baker Street. Jerry Rafferty. Street. Yeah, I love that. It's, uh, it's a lot of you. I heard Deacon Blue. Oh, yeah, the Steely other, Day. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else is on there a lot? Well, I uh, like Doobie these, Brothers. Yeah, I like the Doobie Brothers. They're going to do the streets. Well, okay, so I like Yacht Rock. You don't know me, but yeah. I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: a good, I love Michael McDonald's voice. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway, back to my – so anyway, one of the presenters I forgot, maybe it's for the zombies, was Susanna Hoffs.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: So she is she is a, one of I've had a crush oh, on me her too.
0: forever. She's one of Young Chris you, Tomlin's
1: first crushes. Uh, I'm telling you, she walked out there, and my jaw hit the floor. She's 60, okay? I swear she's not 60. I swear to God, she looks like she's 32. I've never seen oh, anybody I, that so well-preserved oh, and looking I haven't heard that name that good. in so long. You need to look at
0: the look at Susanna Hoffs. What is her uh, secret? She's be- you know who she's married to? Oh, Jay Roach. Oh, really? The director yeah. who made uh, Austin Powers and yeah, everything yeah. like that. Oh, that's why she was in all yeah, of that. Yeah, she's okay. in all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, oh, I love Susanna Hoffs. Remember her in the Walk Like an Egyptian video? No, yeah. Oh, man, that makeup. I love the bangle. Yeah, they're great. But anyway, I was asking you about summer movies. Yeah. Well, okay. What were your favorites? I have a list. Do you have a list? Nah,
1: I don't need a list. Yeah, whatever.
0: Um, You've got time. You could have put a list together. Um, I was thinking Vacation. Uh,
1: Vacation's a good movie. I agree with that. I agree with that.
0: I got um, Jaws. Yeah. Is a good summer movie. Right. Great Outdoors. Remember that movie with uh, Candy Uh, and mm Aykroyd? Yeah. Uh, one. one Crazy Summer, which was uh Cusack and Demi Moore. I think it's like 86. Yeah. Okay. Now Ends with the big regard. <laughs> <we're, laughs> now you're off. Now you're off. <laughs> uh, weekend at Bernie's. That's a fun yeah, summer movie. I that's bet that's okay. fun to watch still. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know.
1: Can you even make that movie now? Or we sure gonna, you can. People die all of, the time. Yeah, not, there's not going to be some sort of outrage at the guy. You're dragging a dead guy around.
0: Well, no, he's dead.
1: Yeah, you don't think that's uh, yeah, you disrespectful could, no, you could,
0: people, That, that joke is still a, a, a perennial joke of you the dead person I, I pretending did,
1: like he's alive. I did watch the other day the the British version of uh, a Death at a Funeral.
0: I started watching that recently myself. I didn't get all it's that It's actually it. pretty
1: good. Yeah. You know, Chris Rock did a, an American
0: version of it. Which one's Dinklage in? He's in both. Is he? Yeah, okay. he
1: play, he's in both of them, actually. And he's yeah. very funny in
0: both. Um, you know, my favorite summer movie, and it's a movie we talk, I, I talk about a lot on this show, and I don't know if it is uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. I think Wet Hot American Summer is one of the most underrated comedies of all time. I mm-hmm. love it. So I watch right. it. I probably watch it twice a year, and every time I watch it, I'm just like, yeah, this is great. It's like watching Fargo. You know how you watch Fargo, yeah. and you're like, I forgot how good Fargo yeah, was right. until I watch it again. Right. And then you watch it, it's great. Wet on American Summer is like that for me. I will tell you, Lee, I have pulled up. What for, about Summer Rental? John Candy. John Candy? Him walking through who the sand. Who plays his wife in that movie? That's a uh, famous person, right? Yeah, I can't remember. But that's if a great had scene. Some, if of, only you had something on the table in front of you that could tell well, us I, who played I, his wife in that movie. Okay. Oh, all right, I'll do it. I'll, Fire up the I, Google I machine. more interested in showing you Susanna Huff, but okay. Uh, where is it? Summer Rental. That's me. John Candy where they just go rent a beach house, right? Yeah. What about Captain Ron? You remember that movie? Yeah. <laughs> like that's it, your Russell boy Kurt again. Russell and Martin Short. Martin yeah. Short.
1: It was uh, Rip Torn was in Summer Rental. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rip Torn.
0: And Richard Crenna. Rip, Rip Torn has been in a
1: lot of comedies. He's
0: in Airplane.
1: Yeah. It, uh, her name is Karen Austin. I don't know who that is. She looks kind of familiar. Let's see what she's been let in. Let me
0: see her face. You got a picture of her? Yeah. Nope. Never seen her. Okay. Well, that was... Well, that was, a, that was anticlimactic. Yeah. Well, let me tell you this. I have a list here of the actual highest grossing summer movies of all time, Parentheses adjusted for inflation. Yeah,
1: well, this is important to me because again, I because
0: I know this is why I did it because I knew you would have an uh, argument with yeah, this. because so I, I think I we foresaw should, this coming down the pike.
1: We should always rank films and popularity by tickets sold. Correct, not the price because of inflation, as we know. Right. So that's how you judge the popularity of a movie,
0: butts in the seats. Right. If you look at the list, if you just punch up highest grossing movies, it's like. I was just telling you. It's whatever guys, the latest movie is. It's it's just a list of Marvel movies. Well, yeah. It's and it's you know because it's, it's a fifteen, sixteen dollar
1: right. ticket compared
0: to a two dollar ticket. Well let's go down this list. We'll do the top ten. Okay. Uh number ten is Jurassic World. All right. Yeah. Jurassic World. Yeah. Okay. That's a,
1: that's the one with Chris Pratt. That's one with
0: the giant shark in that in it. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Pratt's first one. Okay. It's not bad. It's okay. I did like that they put Jimmy Buffett in it. Jimmy Buffett's in that movie. Yes,
1: is a cameo. Who is he? in He's that? at Margaritaville, and he gets eaten. <laughs> I didn't know that. that because they wanted to, They so That's funny. They wanted to be able to use Margaritaville because they wanted
0: and, it to look like a theme park. Yeah. So yeah. they
1: called him, and he said, "I'll let you use it, but I got to be in it." And they said, "Okay, can we kill you?" And he said, "Sure." So he's that's he's funny. remember he's running holding a margarita. <laughs> I didn't know I don't and, think I knew he that. He like grabbed it and there's this what are they called? Uh, the flying the knife. Pterodactyl pterodactyl. Pterodactyl gets him.
0: Oh, that's really funny. I did not know that. And he's
1: running in his shorts and boat shoes <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> carrying a
0: margarita. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Is he supposed to be Jimmy Buffett or just that a? He's just a dude. Yeah. Just a dude. Number nine is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, there you go. It uh, adjusted for inflation, seven hundred and eighty-two million dollars. Wow. Its unadjusted gross was two hundred forty-eight. Yeah. That shows you what inflation right, does. Right. Raiders, man. Raiders. One of the best movies of all time. Oh man. Yeah. It's easy. Forget my about top five, top three. It's amazing. It's still amazing. Yeah. Um, number eight. Uh, any guesses? This movie uh, unadjusted gross was four hundred twenty-two million. Uh, adjusted gross for inflation, seven hundred and eighty-eight million. It was in nineteen ninety-four, and it's an animated picture.
1: It was in nineteen
0: what? Ninety-four. Ninety-four. Lion King. And Lion King is it? Yeah. yeah, we're getting ready to get a new live-action one of those. Yeah. Um, number seven was a movie that made four hundred seventy-four million unadjusted, seven hundred ninety-eight million adjusted. Wow. Nineteen ninety-nine. And I'll say this, it was a big return for a major film franchise. Okay, let's do Phantom Menace. Correct. Phantom Menace it is. Did you like that movie? No. I was
1: excited, though, because I just wanted to visit my Star Wars place again. You know, I thought this would be good. So I think I was telling people I liked it when actually I thought this isn't that good. No. No. But I was too afraid to say that because, you know, you it was Star your, Wars. You thought
0: you'd lose your nerd card. No,
1: I no, wasn't. I was afraid of that. I was just, I didn't want you know to betray myself, yeah. you know, like. That's how I felt about the
0: fourth Indiana Jones movie. Like, I was like, right? oh, I don't, I don't want to too. admit that it, it wasn't good, it but wasn't. it wasn't good. It wasn't. You know, number six, uh, unadjusted gross, $402 million. Adjusted gross, $812 million. This is a movie that we've already sort of mentioned on this list. 1993 Jurassic Park Jurassic Park now I remember the, I remember seeing Jurassic Park in the theater for the first mm-hmm. time and thinking this is ama- this is the most amazing thing Yeah, ever. seeing those yeah they look like totally real and wandering. they still do like I saw I watched the D-Rex yeah. scene recently mm-hmm. it holds up Yeah, it doesn't look fake at all yeah. It looks as good as the T Rex does now. In I remember Jre- seeing Jre-
1: some documentary about how Spielberg had to really take a leap of faith because it was all going to be done with miniatures. You know, oh
0: wow, like Harry, Ray Harryhausen, like the Sinbad movies, yeah. sort of? yeah. or
1: like or like Star Wars. You know, when mm-hmm. when Luke fights that thing in Return of the Jedi, the you Rancor, know, that, monster. The Rancor yeah. monster. It was going to be done like that. Huh. And and these. Computer guys, whether they were from Pixar or wherever they were from. Was they, Industrial
0: Light and Magic? I don't know if it was those guys yet, but they
1: they convinced him, we can do this. Well. And he said, okay. And they had no idea if it work. So they shot all those scenes throwing up blue screens and green screens everywhere and hoping to God this works. Can you imagine up. the pressure, though, of thinking, what if we get back and this doesn't work <laughs> yeah. at all? And I have spent, you know, $100 million. And this is
0: the biggest dog in Hollywood history. Yeah. yeah. It holds up, though, man. I'm telling you. Number five is uh movie 1983. I don't even need to tell you what that is. Return of the Jedi. Correct. That made $309 million unadjusted, $831 million adjusted. Yeah. I liked. I Like Jedi. I
1: do, too. But we both know the Ewoks were sort of silly.
0: Yeah, but Young Me thought they well, were they great. Young Me, too. Was, you know, was okay I like Jabba the Hutt, too. Oh, yeah. like Those two set pieces are great. Right. Number four, not surprisingly, is another Star Wars movie. Empire? Empire. That's uh eight hundred sixty seven million dollars yeah. adjusted. Two hundred and ninety two hundred and ninety million unadjusted. That's wow. crazy. Uh number three is a movie we've already referenced here. Uh it's a Cape movie takes place in Cape Cod. Cape Cod. Yep. Jaws. Yeah, Jaws. One point one billion wow is its adjusted. There's for your blockbuster. There's, that, that, that was the original bought. Blockbuster. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I would say that, yeah. Number two is going to surprise you. Hmm. It was a 1980, I, I, I'm not even going to tell you. Okay, still yet. magnolias. No, it's a four, it made 30, $435 million unadjusted, $1.2 billion adjusted, 1982.
1: And this is going to surprise me?
0: Uh, I don't think it's going to come directly to your head. It should, since I said 1982. Oh, I know what it is. E.T. E.T., correct. Yeah, right Yeah, there, yeah. That movie, I remember having a lot of life. Like, I think I might have asked my parents to take me to see that multiple times in the theater. Mm-hmm. I think we even saw it at the drive-in. Yeah. It was really good at oh, the time. Yeah, it was great. What a tearjerker. Yeah. I don't think I've watched it in years, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it holds up or not. And number one should not surprise you, since we've already mentioned almost every film in this franchise. It's got to be Star Wars. It is Star Wars, A New Hope, 1977, $1.5 billion. Yeah.
1: So it's still whipping all the Marvel yeah. movies and as far as butts
0: and seats. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so is that just for summer movies, or is that? That is movies that were released in the, in the summer. summer. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah.
0: Obviously, that's not. I right. think Gone with the Wind is the top of that list if you go to right. all-time all right. movies. I think you're yeah. right. yeah. um, But, yeah. So uh, what else we got coming out this summer that you want to see?
1: Uh, well, Lion King. I'll yeah, see like I'll see Toy Story.
0: Oh, no, Toy Story will be a big but There's hit.
1: a movie. I, I saw the trailer. I really, I think it was, uh, Ant, is it Anton
0: Fuqua that did it maybe? Or, Anton Fuqua just did the Muhammad Ali documentary. So, so maybe it's not him. It. Maybe really it's
1: Kugler. I can't remember. One of those guys. But it, it was, uh, it's 21st something, 21st Street, or <laughs> maybe it's not 21 Jump Street. But, you know, it's something like, what is the name of what? that movie? It looks really good.
0: What's it about?
1: Um... It's a oh it's a so it's a it's a kid whose dad's a cop he gets killed and then he becomes a cop later in life and then there's another cop killer out there but everything is not what it seems. Ooh, color me intrigued. I don't no, know. No, is. Is it, it, I mean, it I've never even heard of this. Movie. Really good.
0: I'm. I'm gonna look it up.
1: Cause, yeah, you got to. Let me see what. I can
0: see up. Coogler doing a good job of something like that. Oh yeah, no, and I because I remember yeah.
1: this going, oh my goodness. This looks huh. fantastic. Yeah, I
0: don't know. Toy Story will be the. No, oh, it'll be a killer. The, the, the I mean, Endgame is technically not a summer movie. So, right. Toy Story will be the big winner of the summer. Probably. It has to yeah. be. Because everybody goes to Family see that. Adults, friendly. kids, yeah. everybody, multiple Absolutely. times. It'll be huge. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then, uh, of course, later in the year, we got the final installment of Star Wars coming out.
0: Is that this year? Yeah. Oh, like nice. in
1: December. Think about what Disney's doing. What aren't they doing? But they'll never have a bigger year than they're going to have this
0: year as oh, a company. They The streaming service. Right. Uh, the new Star Wars theme park right. on both coasts. Right. Um, new hotel coming uh, online. Yeah. But and also... Avengers. Captain Marvel first. Captain Marvel. Toy Story. Lion King. Aladdin Right. And we're already up to just the half of the first half of the year.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: You know they're going to have a Disney, a big Disney, a big some, a big uh, Christmas release that so we don't even really know what it is yet. I mean, right? I mean, how how do you? I mean, that's what I'm
1: well, saying. Good man. for
0: them. Yeah, they need that kind of money. Yeah, they need that. God bless them. Yeah, I'm glad to see it back on their feet. <laughs> they
1: got a lot of things <laughs> they got to pay for. Well, I can't find this movie. I was hoping I'd tell you all about it. When I do, though, you're going to Twenty One Bridges. Found it.
0: Okay, never heard of it.
1: It looks really good. Now it's I'm a
0: better—that's a better title than Twenty One Street.
1: Yes, it is. Well, I knew it was Twenty One <laughs> Something, but uh, I'm trying to see. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna check that trailer out ASAP because that sounds fun. Yeah, not well, fun, but good. I'm actually watching the trailer. I didn't mean to, right there. I was hoping to. Well, we're find doing a podcast. okay. do you should do that on your own time. All right, thank you. Uh, but yeah, Lee. So. What time we got? How long have we been doing this, Maria? For hours. Maria, by the way, great to see you again as well. Haven't seen you also. Okay, all right. Well, let's uh, wrap this one up, and next week will be our big 60th, 60th extravaganza. We will be almost Dennis Quaid years old, probably, hmm. maybe younger.
1: You're going to see Dennis Quaid in an insurance commercial, and you're going to call me it's and th- apologize.
0: You're thinking of the commercial with that guy in the – No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. He's not in an insurance. It's a matter of fact.
1: It's some kind of commercial, and he makes fun
0: of being in the commercial. He 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 breaks the fourth wall the whole time. That sounds hilarious. You're going to owe me an apology. I'm not. I will. I may. I will not deliver it. You're going to. Nope. No chance. All right. Thank you guys so much. We are so glad to be back with you this week. I appreciate you listening. Hope you'll join us for number 60. Uh, this has been the Funk Funkhouser Situation. Lee, say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. All right. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, folks. Enjoy the hot summer on your neck. Goodbye.